Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. I've had some people come to me saying that they really liked my first podcast, basically like my introduction, and they were wondering when I was going to make another one. So here we are. This is the first episode, and the title of this podcast is "I'm Coming Out." I want the world to know. And for those of you that don't know. It's a Diana Ross song that I'm sure we've all heard at least once in our lives. If you haven't, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but it's not me coming out because I've been out since I was, I think I was 17. I was in high school. Um, but I just thought this was like a really cool、um, title to have. So I'm basically going to be talking about. Coming out and like my journey, and I don't know, just kind of talk about it because、um, I feel like we, where we are now in like society, it's a little bit more open than when I was growing up. So it's really interesting to see how things really, how much can change so fast. I mean, obviously, it wasn't something that just happened overnight,、um, and even to this day. It's still something that that people struggle with in other parts of the world. I'm just privileged to live to live in San Diego, where it's a little bit more open and more accepting. But that's always that's not always the case in other parts of the U.S. and also other parts of the world. Because in other parts of the world, when you can, you can be killed for being gay, I think I'm pretty sure.、Uh, And I felt like this was like the perfect first episode because, for those of you that do identify、um, within the LGBTQ community, you know that the most crucial and the most important part of the journey is coming out.、Um, it's also where the journey, or your journey, begins. So where do I start? In high school. I was 17. I think I was either a junior or a senior when I was fully out. I think my junior year I was I was fully out to everyone at school or like all my friends,、um, and then I was either a junior or a senior when it came out to my dad. But let's start from the beginning. I grew up in National City, and for those of you that don't know where it is, it's like the south side of San Diego. Um, a little bit closer to Tijuana, the border.、Uh, I grew up there. I went to Bethune, and a lot of my memories were really fun. But at the same time, I had a lot of not so great memories in elementary school. And I was I was moving back and forth from National City to Mira Mesa, so I went to elementary schools, and it was really hard. To be honest, it was really hard to go to school. Aside aside from like my struggles out of school, like at home,、um, it was hard to go to school and have a lot of bullying, a lot of name calling,、uh, a lot of judgment. I think during that time, it was if you were different, it wasn't a great thing.、Um, if you were different, people noticed, people looked at. They look at you differently. It's just not the best feeling. But obviously, I've grown out of it. It's, it's been a really long time, and it's just something that I believe made me stronger as a person. And so, 
Fast forward, it's actually a very interesting story that I wanted to share with you guys. Well, it's going to be one of them because there's going to be a bunch of stories that I'm going to throw in this podcast, but it was, I believe I was in fifth grade and I was going to a school, uh, Mason Elementary here in Mira Mesa where I currently live. And I remember, I don't remember much, but I remember this one specific day um, and we, we were at recess and some of the kids were bullying me or like making fun of me. And I just remember, I remember walking off and like started crying and this girl, her name is Kyla. Um, she was my friend in high school too, but we met in elementary school and she came up to me and she was basically saying, like trying to make me feel better. Like, let's go, um, let's go tell our teacher, um, Mr. Dobbs. He was our fifth grade teacher and he was inside the classroom. So we went over there, we explained what happened and yeah, I don't really remember what he said or what I said. I just remember that we, we told him. And when everyone came back from recess, he was really, really upset. And he always did this thing where he had like this little like, I'm trying to visualize it. It was kind of like a little dinosaur thing where like if you push it, if you push the thing, it like, okay, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even explain what it is, but he would push something like squeeze something when he was mad. And he was squeezing that and he was telling everyone that it was wrong, it was bad. He was targeting the my the main bully, the guy that would always bully me. And it was really uncomfortable because it was just it was it was really uncomfortable. We're all so young, it's like you don't really know what's going on or like how your words can like affect someone and here's your like your teacher and like I'm over here like I'm the one getting bullied and it's just like too much like too much of a spotlight but not in a good way it's like it's like bad and so they had to like I remember my uncle picked me up because he always picked up me and all my cousins and my teacher had to talk to him and it just I just I just I don't really remember much but I just remember feeling like embarrassed like I think anyone would be embarrassed um, to have to like deal with that sort of thing and so yeah I visited him years later I think I was a freshman in high school so I went from fifth grade to I saw him again when I was a freshman in high school I decided to visit um, the elementary school and he was no longer married to a woman um, he was married to a man and it was, it was just crazy just finding that out because, you know, when I saw him, I wasn't even out yet. Like, I was still, like, I knew I was, but I wasn't out. And just, like, seeing him, it was just so crazy. Like, no wonder you were so upset or felt like you had to protect me. So I just thought that was a cool story. Like, kind of crazy. But, yeah, in elementary school, I did talk to a couple girls. There were like two that like stood out the most. I think there was only two, actually. One was in fourth grade and we were passing like love notes to each other while my teacher played a Harry Potter movie or we were watching a movie. I just remember we were watching a movie and it was like, you know, you turn the lights off and then we were like passing notes to each other. Kind of cringe now that I'm looking back because obviously I'm gay and like guys. But that's like one 
it's one of the girls second one I think I was in seventh grade and I remember I really liked her and we would talk like on MySpace and I didn't have a computer um, but on my phone I can like access like the online web um, we didn't have apps back then like we do now but I remember I would go on the web on my phone go on MySpace and like I would always get excited you know when you see like your notifications on MySpace where it's like plus si the plus sign with the the friend request and then you have like that red envelope it's like red and pinkish like envelope saying new messages exclamation point and I remember I would get super excited to like open it and we would talk pretty much all the time when we were in school and then I remember one day at lunch she like sat me down it was just us two and she was like yeah we can't keep doing this um, because my best friend likes you and I already knew that her best friend liked me like they had like a little click it was like four these four girls and I knew that her best friend liked me but I wasn't into her and she ended it for that reason so it's just funny <laughs> it's funny because like I never from for as long as I can remember I've always talked about boys never talked about girls but those are the two um, stories that I have from when I was in elementary school so it doesn't really count as dating, but still interesting. Like, was I in denial? I think it was like partly denial. I felt like I had real feelings for them, but I was so young. I'm gonna say it's denial. <laughs> Cause I would never, I don't see myself with a girl or being like romantic or like physical with a girl. It's just not um, my cup of tea. And people are always like, oh, don't knock it to try it, blah, blah, blah. Like, boys suck. Like, why don't you switch teams and, like, date girls? And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think you have to try something necessarily to know that you don't want it. But I respect the people that choose to... They choose to, to explore both sides so they really know. But for myself personally, I don't see myself doing that. I just know. And that's okay. Uh, so let's fast forward to high school. My freshman year, I was a loser. I didn't have any friends. <laughs> a lot of my friends were younger. They were like a year younger, so they were still eighth graders. And so here I am about to join high school with not that many friends. Like I knew people, obviously. Um, but knowing people is different than actually having people to like hang out with or like have your own group of friends. And so, yeah, I came into high school. I, um, I tried out for dance at Mary Mesa High School and I sucked really, really badly. Um, I remember being a freshman or being an eighth grader, going to Mary Mesa, like seeing all these like older cool kids who like know how to dance we, we were like in the we did tryouts in the gym it's like a huge gym there's so many people a lot of my friends came from um, my middle school and i remember they split us into groups so they, they taught the choreo and they split us into groups and i just blanked out and i was trying to follow the moves by fault like looking at someone and i just couldn't it was a hot mess and there was a girl who was on the dance team already and she was kind of helping me. We were talking on Facebook. She's like, oh, you should try out, like, this and that. Like, she, like, tried to push me. But then after, like, a day, I think I stopped going. Her name is Jasmina. 
And if you're if you're from your Mesa or you're like you're on the team, um, you know who she is. She's like an amazing dancer. Uh, and so that didn't work out. And I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna try out or I'm gonna join ROTC. And I tr tried out for Saber Team. Um, it's a little bit more like military style, a little bit more like I wouldn't say hardcore, but a l definitely a lot of like masculinity and like testosterone. Like I mean, all the guys are straight, so it was hard for me to after joining the team and making the team. It was hard to. I think it just had a lot going on in my mind. Like I wasn't out. Like people would assume things about me say things about me and it was hard to be in that environment because I didn't feel comfortable at all it just wasn't you know my thing and I respect a lot of the guys um, I got close to a lot of them and it just didn't work out but I think I just struggled with that type of environment uh, so I was on Saber team for three months and then I quit I stayed in RO for those two years, so my freshman and sophomore year. And then uh, my junior year, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try out for dance again. And I ended up making it, and I was really happy. And I stayed on dance my junior and senior year of high school. And the environment that I was in was completely different. Like, yeah, we, they still pushed us to be like, we had summer practice, we like worked out, they made us run, do push-ups, all this stuff. Um, so it wasn't easy. However, in terms of like us as a whole and as a group, I felt a little bit more accepting and more open. Um, someone, was, someone on the team was already gay and out and it just made me feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that I was obviously an RO. I felt like everyone, like everyone was straight and I was like the outlier. But when I went to dance, I didn't feel alone. I didn't feel like anyone was judge, like judgmental or like talking shit. Or maybe they did and I didn't know, but I didn't hear anything like um, being said towards me. And yeah, I came out to everyone. I don't remember how exactly or if I even said it or if I told people like little by little until eventually everyone found out. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think I would broadcast. Like, how do you even... Like, how do you come out to a whole ass team? Hey guys, um, before we start practice, I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to say something really quick. I'm gay, by the way. All right, let's start practice. <laughs> That's definitely not how it went down. Uh, so I'm assuming that I went and told like, you know, the people I was closest to, and then like other people, and then before I knew it, everyone just knew. And I don't think I felt scared or like judged by people. It was like fine and I think when you find people that support you or accept you for who you are like that's the greatest thing and I know that not everyone necessarily has that you know in their life uh, but if you find that one person that you can trust and will support you it definitely goes a long way um, even if you don't have like a whole team behind you or like all your family and friends like rooting for you uh, that's okay and also if you're not ready to come out then that's okay too it's it's a hard thing to announce who you are and it's even harder when you have to announce who you are in, in a way where it differs from the norm the norm of society because it's normal 
for a guy and a girl to be together. And it's not normal for a guy and a guy and a girl and a girl to be together with the whole Adam and Eve thing. God created, you know, Adam and Eve. But I always make this joke. I really think it was Adam and Steve. And whoever, you know, interpreted the Bible in Hebrew definitely messed up. Um, but that's only a joke that I like to make, Adam and Steve. Um, and so, yeah. I also forgot to mention the first time I ever came out to anyone believe I was a freshman I came out to my cousin May um, growing up we were like super duper close and I obviously I grew up with her so I felt like she was the one person that I was okay with telling um, being comfortable and like trusting her and I knew that she would support me even if I did I'm pretty sure she knew I'm pretty sure everybody knew but that that doesn't matter like you know until i say it that's when it becomes almost real because then before that it's just assumptions or like you know people are just guessing i remember i was a freshman and we would we would always talk on the way home because we both walked home and so we would talk on the phone like talk about our days and i just remember this one day feeling like i needed to tell someone and finally get it off my the weight off my sh shoulders and so I walked home I remember getting into my apartment in my room I remember sitting on the floor on my bed I think I was on the floor and it took me a really long time to to say it I was struggling to find the words to, to like actually say it I'm not sure if I actually said the words or if I was like I kind of like insinuated uh, but I just knew that she supported me ever since. Um, so, oh, coming out to my dad. I'm gonna make this long story very short. I was talking to this guy. Uh, I think I was a junior or a senior. He lived in LA. He was bi-curious. I wouldn't even say bi-curious. Maybe he was just like, yeah, I guess bi-curious. Like he was curious about guys. Uh, but he only he he'd only been with women or girls and He I confessed my feelings after talking months on FaceTime and He was basically saying that he wasn't down or he wasn't up for it. And so I was heartbroken I told my friend to pick me up. It was like 2 a.m. When this happened and I told her to pick me up and So I went outside and my dad said where are you going and I told him that I was going out and he was like, why it's so late? Like, why do you need to be going out at this time? And I'm not really sure what happened because I blacked out. I don't know if I, like, tried to explain to him what happened. I don't remember if I did. This guy broke my heart. I'm not quite sure. I have a rec It's funny because, like, when you were talking, I was recording it. Because I felt like it was the time to come out to him. And I didn't plan on it. I didn't expect it and I ended up telling him I recorded it I don't have the recording anymore I wish I did because if I did I would plop it right into this podcast uh, but it's long gone and I remember he said why are you like that and I was really offended and I left and he sent me this really long text message that I still have the screenshot of he was basically saying like I love you I support you God loves you still um, all that stuff he told me to go home because I didn't come home until like five or six in the morning. Uh, 
And so, yeah, that's history. Um, it's like six years ago. Where I am now, I would have never... Remembering the kid in the closet or the kid that was bullied, like the middle school me or the high school me, I would have never guessed that I would be so comfortable with my sexuality. Uh, it's something that I don't really think about. It's just who I am. Like, I'm not scared. I'm happy. I'm free. Because being in the closet, it, it feels like you're being suffocated or you're like in a, like a really small room and you can't get out. And I never look back and I'm happy with who I am today. I'm happy with the people that surround me who don't judge me, who don't look at me differently. Um, and so that's the greatest part in all this, having family and friends that support me. And I mean, it could have went the other way. I could have been kicked out. I could have been like just terrible things that I'm sure happened to gay people all over the world. You don't have people that support you. you they call it an abomination. They don't want you around. And it, it sucks. And it's, that's what reality is. I, part of, I guess I, that, that's just like my privilege having, you know, people stand by me. And if you are in a position where you feel like it's not a safe space for you to come out to your family, uh, don't do it. I would wait until you go to college or you start making your own money. You have your big boy or big girl job and you can live on your own and not have to worry about your parents paying for your bills because then at that point like you can support yourself and you can live life the way that you want to but if you're still living at home and you feel like your parents would like kick you out or do any of that stuff hit you i would just just maybe not tell them you can tell your friends though telling telling your family and your friends are two very different stories um, your friends might be a little bit more open with that versus your family. Oh, I telling your family is like, it's crazy. But yeah, I hope I didn't leave anything out. Well, yeah, anyways, thank you for listening for as long as you have. I'm not sure how long this podcast is going to be probably like 10 to 20 minutes but if you made it all the way here to the very end then i'm very grateful um, if there's anything that you guys want to hear me talk about just let me know shoot me a message dm me on instagram whatever um i'm really open to saying what like you guys want me to talk about but yeah thank you stay tuned for the very next podcast, which is going to come out, I don't know when, but it will. Bye.